stands in, delivers the strike. Brandon Banks, quiet much of the night, but at clutch time. And here's Gable. He starts the drive. He finishes it over 100, over the goal line. And Edmonton is in the lead. It is week 10 in the Canadian Football League. Welcome to CFL Weekly, Canada-wide, across the TSN radio network. I'm Andy McNamara, coming to you from the TSN 1050 studio in Toronto. we got a good show for you today, people. Jermaine Franklin from TSN out west. We'll talk Calgary Stampeders. We'll chat about the West Division. Then behind the helmet, live, the starting quarterback for the Toronto Argonauts, the law firm, Macbeth, whatever you want to call McLeod Bethel Thompson, as the Toronto Argos come off the bye, get ready to host the Edmonton Eskimos. And then, of course, our usual CFL fantasy tips from CFL.ca and Daily Roto's uh, Ben Kramer. So, very excited. It, that's going to be a fun, a fun show. We'll go behind the helmet with, uh, with McLeod Bethel Thompson. Uh, Franklin will come first. Uh, let's get the first down, though. First down. And when we look at, first of all, when we go to um, CFL uh, week number 10, we, we take a, a quick look back at the, the week that was in week 9. Like, we had the, the weather stoppage. Like, it, what a strange week in the CFL. You had Hamilton just storm back and be an absolute monster against the poor BC Lions. The poor BC Lions, they just can't seem to, to buy themselves a victory. They get stomped on there. But let's begin with that weather rule, weather delay. That was the hot topic coming off, not to play on the field necessarily, that ended the Rough Riders versus Alouettes game. Rod Smith and the CFL and TSN panel debate the rule and also go over Edmonton's victory against Ottawa. Along with the uh, Friday night football doubleheader panel of Henry Burris, Davis Sanchez, and Milt Stiegel, we're going to talk about both games. Uh, one game went down to the wire, and for the other game, well, the final play decided before the third quarter was over just because of the lightning delay. Now, uh, as Kara talked about, this is the weather protocol that was brought in in the new CBA, Milt. So it's down there, so you can only complain so much. The Alouettes, right. as we know, right. heard John Bowman doesn't like it. I mean, do you have a problem after a one-hour delay the way this game ended? Without a doubt. Uh, and, and you look at it, and not saying Montreal would have won this game, I don't know, but what if they end up at the end of this year not making the playoffs because they needed one more game to win? So it's very unfortunate. You know, what's the amount of time you should give this this game? I don't know, but I think it should be longer than an hour. And I know, I know that's what the CFL and CFLPA agreed on, which I don't agree with. It should definitely be more than an hour because football, you can't make it up the next day. You can't make it up two or three not days. Like baseball. It's not. You can't do it. Baseball, soccer, whatever it may be, you can't do it. So I think more time should have been Added on. Well, I think the fans should be involved in that because from the safety protocol, they're part of that process as well, especially on a game day. So you got to have all parties as far as involved because they buy the tickets. We got to make sure that they leave feeling that they had their value, that they had a full meal deal. I don't want to just eat an entree and then leave half my right. uh, you know meal sitting on the plate. At least be given the option to stay. Yeah, at least given the option, so. right? Because I mean, you want to see a game. That's what you came there for. 
Well, I mean, as it turns out, though, with the good defensive plays by Saskatchewan, it was a real struggle for uh, for Montreal's offense. Now, how about the other game? Trevor Harris, I mean, we knew this was a big one, whether he was saying it was or not. I mean, overall, how would you evaluate his performance against his old team? Well, I mean, he put up some great numbers. I mean, he threw for 82% and over 300 yards. So, I mean, Trevor went out there and he had a great game to that point. But these were quiet yards because they were only able to put up, I mean, they can get put up 20 get points and put up security. 16 points. So, it was quiet yardage, but you got to tip your hat off to that Ottawa Red Black defense because they yeah, definitely bent but didn't break. They found a way to get some key turnovers, uh, consecutive uh, third and ones that they were able to get stops and get the ball back to the offense. Ten points off turnovers. To me, Trevor, you played a good game, but they got to get better because they're not going to win the West playing like that offensively. Now, this mattered to Trevor Harris as well. He, he said, you know, just just another game where he's he's now a part of the, uh, the Edmonton Eskimos, but this mattered too. And you can tell when you saw that last touchdown, a second down run to move the sticks ends the game. But mm -hmm. a, a touchdown, Trevor Harris, the emotion he had, the touchdown got called back, it told me it really mattered to him, although he's not going to admit it, it mattered to him uh, to, to stick it to his team. And stick it, he did. Alright, let's move on. Second down. Gotta tell you too, folks, it is 50% off. We get Domino's, it's back, baby, till this Sunday. 50% off any online menu pizza at regular menu price. You go on there, as many toppings as you want, as many pizzas as you want, whatever style you want. All 50% off for carryout orders, dominoes.ca, dominoes.ca until this Sunday. Okay, on second down, friend of show, Matthew Shinetti brings up uh, the quarterback scenario for the Toronto Argonauts. We'll be talking with McLeod Bethel-Thompson as well and behind the helmet in a little while. But the Argos will try to build off their first win of the season after sitting idle on the bye last week. So Matt explains how McLeod Bethel-Thompson is the starter for now. But we'll also hear from Argos head coach Corey Chamberlain and Bethel-Thompson himself. Zach Caleros is still not practicing. James Franklin is, and he is set to come off the six-game injured list next week. But for now, the Toronto Argonauts are McLeod Bethel-Thompson's team. However, don't consider that a ringing endorsement for the long term, because despite Bethel-Thompson's heroics in Toronto's first win against Winnipeg, head coach Corey Chamberlain has a condition. McLeod Bethel-Thompson will start this week against the Edmonton Eskimos, but the most important thing is how he finishes. The one thing that we talked about today is um, just the power of choice and uh, that, you know, it's always in our hands. And when I look at that, is he's at the quarterback position. It's in his hands. He's commanding that position right now. And what I mean by finishing, you know, how he finished that game is totally up to him. You know, how well he plays within the offense. Uh, you know, I know he'll prepare well, you know, but and we've seen him when he's at his best and we've seen when he's not at his best. So, you know, it's just about making that choice on, you know, which quarterback is going to show up, you know, um, and we know right now what we're preparing for the quarterback quarterback that showed up last week uh, to be efficient, effective, and run the offense. I don't fear any quarterback. I mean, if you brought Aaron Rodgers in, it would be fun to throw with him. So it's like, it, it, that shouldn't matter. It never has mattered in terms of I have to play efficient on the field when I get my opportunities. And I've done that somewhat, and I haven't done that at times. So it doesn't matter who's in here. Like, you could have 15 quarterbacks in here. My, I have the job, and I have the reins right now. So it's my choice to, to keep it and to keep playing good football. Seven of the Argos' last 11 games come against Eastern Division opponents, and five of those come against either the Montreal Alouettes or the Ottawa Red Blacks. So, a 1-6 record for the Toronto Argonauts is not insurmountable in the Eastern Division. But, 
The size of their quarterback room is becoming an interesting subplot this season because when James Franklin is healthy and if ever Zach Caleros is healthy, well, then the Toronto Argonauts would be carrying five quarterbacks, and that could be a salary cap dilemma. So it's hard to imagine them carrying that many quarterbacks to Labor Day. That was TSN's Matthew Shinetti on the quarterback scenario with the Toronto Argonauts. And really, a great chance for McLeod Bethel-Thompson. We'll talk with him about that. And really, this is he's 31 years old, kids. He's been bounced around numerous NFL rosters, CFL rosters. This is his shot. He had it kind of last year. Didn't take full hold of it. Coming off Performer of the Week. Can he do it? We'll have to wait and see. Let's move on. Third down. And, of course, we try to do our rankings this week. Top rookie rankings from the CFL on TSN panel, led by Rod Smith. We've got the 7-Eleven player rankings looking at the top rookie so far. See of the Ottawa Red Blacks, John Crockett, nearly 400 yards rushing in five games. Lucky Whitehead, especially for his big returns, but he does have 28 catches for 330. Uh, Devontae Dedman, talk about a couple of big returns. He had one big game in particular and a lot of yardage. Quan Bray of the Alouettes, Nate Hawley, uh, 26 tackles for Calgary. Vontae Diggs, talented linebacker for Edmonton. And then the Joker, Robertson Daniel, the Stampeders, who most notably has three inter for that team so and we're going to uh, change the rule up here okay. a little bit maddie so right. agree or disagree with the list and if you want to add somebody you got to take somebody off yeah, I, I like slurp's work this week and i like this category hats off to slurp for doing that um I, but yeah I, I may surprise you with this guys Devonte deadman i need to see more you know so you uh, take him off the list i'm taking him off and i'm putting a lj mccray on there a cornerback mm. from the saskatchewan right. rough riders a rookie that i really like from catawba north carolina i think he's been balling to the point where people aren't throwing against him and then i'm not sure if i'm gonna take one off but a guy that i think should be higher is nate holly right will linebacker for the calgary stampeders he's been all over the football field i've been watching him since preseason and every ball game he is all over the football field and he's making a lot of plays for the stampeders right now. And I feel the same way about Vontae Diggs because whenever yeah. there's a scuffle going on whenever you see Edmonton playing, 43 is usually right involved in that. Mm. To the point now where Santos Knox, you better get back off injury because yeah. your yeah. spot may Good not point. be waiting for you. But guys, where's Kadeem Carey? Yeah. I know the Stampeders, when they show flashes of having a running game, Kadeem Carey was a guy who was toting yeah, the ball. That's maybe, and, that's, maybe that's it. Just not consistent enough. Yeah, not consistent yeah, enough. And they gotta number get one back. on that list, we know he's pretty yeah, consistent. He's doing a very good job. Yeah. But he's got to get back off injury. And I'm going to take Quan Bray off of there because ah. again Quan Bray has done great with, with, with Vernon Adams Jr. as a quarterback but right now they've had some struggles over the past uh, this past week. Yes yeah, Slurby boy he actually did okay for this list but I disagree with one player and that's Quan Bray I'm taking him off like you say he did well with Vernon Adams but with Pipkin not so much and the player I'm putting on there is Janarian Grant he just yeah. returned two touchdowns. <laughs> one game though one, one game. it doesn't matter that's two touchdowns in one game <laughs> Slurby boy was tripping he should be on this list one game, t- I don't matter. He's the hottest player in the league right now. Put him on the yeah. list. Uh, hey, and, and I got, I got to say, it's, it's tough to quantify some of these guys um, uh, amongst each other. And Stephen Richardson, defensive lineman, interior right. D lineman for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, I think is underrated. He's doing a lot of dirty work for those Bombers right now. Okay, well, there's the there's the critique of Slurpee Boy's work. Um, a lot to be decided, of course, before they hand out the most outstanding rookie for 2019. Don't be surprised if it's a returner, though. For all we've seen right now, though, nobody seems to be. Disputing John Crockett of the Red Blacks at number one. There you go, CFL and TSN panel on the top rookie rankings. Still to come in the program, we'll chat with Toronto Argos quarterback McLeod Bethel-Thompson. Also, folks, if you're in the Toronto area this Friday, Edmonton Eskimos in town against the Argos, and with your purchase of an Argos ticket, 
You get free admission to the Canadian National Exhibition to the CNE. Great deal. Go to the CNE. Go see a football game. Pretty cool. But after the break, we head out west to Calgary. Find out the latest on the Stampeders and the situation in the West Division with TSN's Jermaine Franklin. CFL Weekly continues across the TSN radio network. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Try our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings and don't forget our irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Perfect food for the big game if you're in a hurry or just because. Check out all the great deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Back and rolling on CFL Weekly across the nation. TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara coming to you from the TSN 1050 Toronto studio. Still to come, McLeod Bethel Thompson behind the helmet. Starting QB for the Toronto Argonauts and your CFL fantasy tips from Ben Kramer of CFL.ca. But let's get to the Domino's Pizza Delivery Line. And folks, my favorite week, whenever it pops up, you never know when they're going to pop up. But it's 50% off. We get Domino's Pizza. So any regular price pizza, menu price online at Domino's.ca for carryout, 50% off. You can get 10 pizzas. You can get any size you want, any toppings you want, 50% off, but only until this Sunday. So make sure you get on over to Domino's.ca. CA. Let's head out west to TSN's Jermaine Franklin on the line. Jermaine, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing good, man. Like we're week ten. We're double digits now, man. We're we're right into this thing. Um, you're based out of Calgary, so let's start with the Stampeders. What's the latest on Bo Levi Mitchell? Well, it looks like uh, Bo definitely practiced uh, today, and he will ramp it up slowly but surely throughout the week. Sounds like he is going to uh, play on Saturday, but obviously that uh, decision won't be made until um, the day before, until they set their lineups. But it looks like everything's going as planned with Bo Levi Mitchell. He practiced that one day uh, last week, and he said he felt pretty good. Uh, Today he didn't go all out, but uh, he did take a few first-team reps and uh, his his workload's going to increase as the week goes along. Uh, Jermaine, how happy are the Stamps with the the play of Nick Arbuckle? Because the big fear, of course, you lose your starting QB, you know he's coming back, you just hope the wheels don't fall off, you either tread water and and wait. But for Calgary, 5-3, and it's a three-way tie for second. Like, they got to be thrilled with the the play and production as a team overall, but also out of Arbuckle kind of holding place until Bo comes back. Yeah, absolutely. I would have to agree with that. And just to preface it, Dave Dickinson, he is a stickler, so he has very high expectations no matter who's under center. I'm, and just to, also, it's raining like crazy now, so if you hear some uh, rain in the background, it's because it's pounding on the, oh. the windshield here. Okay. <laughs> But I'm dry, which is good. But in terms of Nick Arbuckle, six starts, he went four and two. We can't forget about the fact that he led the Stamps uh, to an unlikely victory in the last two and a half minutes against BC at home when Bo Levi Mitchell got injured in that second game against BC. So he has done more than, he has definitely surpassed expectations. 
Now, when, does that mean that Bo Levi Mitchell's job was ever in jeopardy? Absolutely not. No. Bo Levi Mitchell is the reigning MOP, and he has been outstanding for quite some time for the Stampeders. But you can't complain about what Nick Arbuckle has been able to do, 4-2 and two in his six starts. That's pretty special. Absolutely. In conversation with Jermaine Franklin from TSN on Twitter at TSNJFranklin. Uh, so, Jermaine, let's take a look around the rest of the West Division. And as usual, outside of the BC Lions, it is tight. And let, let's go. Uh, we'll get to the, the poor Lions in a second. But you got the Winnipeg Blue Bombers 6-2, and two, Calgary, Saskatchewan, and Edmonton. When you look at, at Winnipeg and Coming in, there was so much change, so much uh, turnover with with the rest of the league, quarterback swap, and Winnipeg seemed to just stay the same, stay the course, and it's been been paying off. Are they right now, do you feel they're the class of the division? I do. I think uh, Winnipeg deserves to be in first place. They had that little bit of a swoon, uh, losing two straight weeks, but um, the fact that they they were able to beat the Stampeders, I think uh, that makes them the class of the league. Do I believe that both the Stampeders and the Edmonton Eskimos aren't very far behind? Yes. I think the Stampeders, both the Stampeders and Eskimos have an opportunity to finish first in the West. And I believe that obviously Labor Day and the rematch uh, come September is going to have huge uh, implications in how well one of those teams do in order to give Winnipeg a run. And I know I haven't mentioned Saskatchewan. Uh, yet uh, Fajardo has been outstanding, but I honestly do believe it'll be one of Winnipeg, Edmonton, or Calgary in first in the West, but Winnipeg deserves to be there right now. And Jermaine, you know what? The Cody Fajardo story has been tremendous. A guy floating around, getting his shot, and it, it seems to be a case so often now this year in the CFL. Backup QB comes in and see what happens. Had some ups and downs. But he's got to still prove it. And he'll be the first one to tell you that. But he's had a, a great run. And it would be nice to see. We all know the classic names. But you want to always see that kind of next wave of strong quarterbacks. The league's built on quarterback play. So Fajardo can, can raise himself and start to climb up into the upper echelon level, and that's going to take some doing, that would be real good for the league. But, but overall, with the Rough Riders, as long as he keeps going well, then, then yeah, you got to keep him in the conversation, right? Yeah, absolutely, and that's a great point. See, uh, to see a backup like Fajardo come in and, and really take over, um, the, the Riders not only didn't skip a beat, they jumped ahead, which made it um, possible for, to, for them to trade away. Uh, their starting quarterback in, in Calero. So that's, that's pretty special. And then, like you mentioned earlier, Nick Arbuckle, he definitely has a future in this league. And his time may not be right now, but to know that he has had this, um, well, it's irreplaceable, this development time as a starting quarterback for six full weeks, uh, that's pretty special. And whether he, he eventually becomes a starter with the Stamps in a few years, because obviously Bo just signed that big deal, uh, in the off season, or if uh, he becomes an outstanding trading chip for the Stampeders for another organization that's looking to get going, um, that's pretty that's pretty significant as well. So there's a couple of quarterbacks that are starting to let let it be known that they're just about ready to make some moves in this league. In conversation with Jermaine Franklin from TSN out in Calgary on Twitter at TSN J Franklin. All right, Jermaine, let's get. To the BC Lions, it looked like, okay, you know, last week they're going to hold on. Now they got it. And, and stat-wise, you look, okay, Mike Riley threw a couple touchdowns, a couple interceptions, but over 300 yards, maybe, maybe. 
and then they blow it in the fourth quarter. Like, I've been asked a million times, I'm sure you have as well, if we had the answers, we could probably make some cash off it. What the heck do you do with the BC Lions, man? You, you got Mike Riley. It, it seemed like you just needed an upgrade on quarterback and you'd be a playoff team. Can you make heads or tails of this? Man, it is crazy. I, I, I cannot make heads or tails, but I will say this one thing. Um, BC, they definitely made a splash when they started. But when it comes right down to it, and you know this better than anyone, Andy, when it comes right down to it, it always, always starts in the trenches. Yeah. And they, they got Mike Riley, and they have a fresh young coaching staff, and everybody's going to, you know, the attitude is going to bring them through. No. You can't, you can't, if you cannot protect Mike Riley, it's not going to happen. That's what occurred in, we'll say, the first eight weeks of the season. The last few weeks, they have definitely been competitive, and BC should have won that game. BC also, uh, many would argue, BC should have beat Calgary in Calgary in week three but they just don't have the detail right now uh, to finish off a game when they're in front, and they certainly don't have what it takes to come back um, when, when they're behind. So um, do I have the solution for BC? <laughs> I do not. But <laughs> what, I do know, what I do know is it starts in the trenches. they got to do a better job of protecting Mike Riley, and they got to get to the quarterback and stop the run at the same time on the defensive side. And until they do that, they're going to be in a whole heap of trouble. Yeah, you're right, Jermaine. So, so right. It's right up. You have the flashy new toy, Mike Riley, but unless you can protect him and on the other side get to the quarterback. I know the BC Lions coaching staff is probably listening. He's like, he's got the answer. Oh, he doesn't have the answer. Damn. Like, uh, for, for the rest of the year, though, like, let's be, can, can they make a miraculous comeback and make the playoffs? Of course. Is that likely to happen in the West? I don't think so. What if you're the BC Lions though? Like this is this is strange because you have a long season to go. You don't want players checking out, and it's almost like you have to give some reason to play, finish strong, and really start evaluating for next year. It's a, it's a, a a weird situation for them, isn't it? Being out of it this far. If they're in the East, different story. But this far uh, into the season, boy, this uh, it, it could get ugly. It could get ugly, but. Uh... But like you said, nothing is impossible. And I'll, I'll throw this at you, and it might be too early. Like you said, it's just week 10, but uh, it might be too early to play the, the pride card. But one, they are getting more competitive in their games. That's something that they can build off of. Another thing, and this is where the pride card comes in, I do not believe, and a producer would have to look it up for me if I'm wrong, but hopefully I'm not wrong. I do not believe, since the crossover has come into effect, that an Eastern team has ever, ever crossed into the West. And, uh, and, and I believe that that might be, that might be something that, that they, they can strive for. If nothing else, give them an opportunity to cross back into the East and make sure that they give themselves a chance to come uh, to the Great Cup uh, from the Eastern side if they were to miraculously turn things around. But, yes, uh, there is too much of the season left for them to uh, give up, that's for sure. And you, and you never know what happens. Uh, below 500 teams have won the Great Cup before. Yeah. Uh, eight, and, eight and ten, for sure. 
Yeah, you're, you're right. Wouldn't that? That would be the story of stories. If Mike Riley comes back and wins the damn Grand Cup. You know what? We're going to put a little star beside this episode. And if they do, Jermaine, we're going to come circle right back and say, Jermaine called it in week 10. And we got it there. <laughs> Good stuff, buddy. Thank you so much as always. Uh, thanks for having me. Anytime. All right, there he goes, Jermaine Franklin. Give him a follow on Twitter, at TSNJFranklin. We will take the break and go behind the helmet. After that, with McLeod Bethel-Thompson of the Toronto Argonauts, starting quarterback next on CFL Weekly. to CFL Weekly, getting ready for Week 10 in the Canadian Football League. I'm Andy McNamara. Canada-wide on the TSN radio network. I'm inside the TSN 1050 Toronto studio. And folks, it's 50% off week at Domino's. That should be your favorite. It should be like Christmas Day. It should be, you know, birthdays. And then Domino's 50% off week. 50% off any type of pizza, any amount of pizza, any amount of toppings, what you want to get 10 pizzas, 50% up, you got it. You just go dominoes.ca, any carryout orders on regular menu price items until this Sunday. Don't turn the oven on. Go to dominoes.ca. Go check it out. We're waiting on McLeod Bethel Thompson, uh, Argos QB, to go behind the helmet with him. Uh, interesting little story with, uh, with him, and we'll... Get into it in a moment, I believe, that he is going to be on. Uh, His grandfather was an Olympian. I'll ask McLeod Bethel-Thompson about that. After him, we will get into our CFL fantasy tips with Ben Kramer. But now, let's bring on the starting QB for your Toronto Argonauts, McLeod Bethel-Thompson. McLeod, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. And I kind of teased it off there. I didn't know this while looking up some stuff on you for the interview. Uh, your grandfather, if I'm not mistaken, was the 1948 Olympic shot put champion Wilbur Moose Thompson. Is is that true? That is all very true. Yes. Unfortunately, he passed away about a year or so ago. Uh, but yes, he's a, he's a family lord, family legend, and Many stories from him, many, uh, many, many wisdoms, many beautiful stories about his journey through sport. That is, that, that's absolutely wild. Wow. Now, uh, as his nickname's Moose. That's an all-time classic. Um, your nickname growing up. Now, I assume Max probably common, but you got, if, if, if you're just saying, if you're calling the game, McLeod Bethel Thompson can be a mouthful. When you <laughs> Did you have a different uh, nickname growing up to what you have now? Oh, I had about 1,500. I'll tell you first about my grandfather. So Moose, he was fully, his full height and full weight at like 12 years old. So they thought he was going to be like seven feet tall and oh. massive. So they called him Moose because he grew so quickly. But uh, in terms of my nicknames, I have about, name pick one. I mean, I have, I have two middle names that you don't even know about. My full name is McLeod John Baltazar Bethel Thompson. So Good Lord. Uh, there's five of them, and uh, between Mac and McBad, all this stuff that's coming out, there's a 1,500 more from home. But make one up and run with it. That's what I say. I like it. You know, I, I kind of when you first started break on last year, I called you the law firm. It just seemed to fit, right? The, the law firm, McLeod, Bethel, and Thompson. It seemed like a, it seemed go. like a good fit. We could make some. You got it. Run with it. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on board. Well, we'll feed uh, we'll feed Hoagie, play-by-play guy for the Argos, uh, Mike Hogan. Uh, so come up with some good law firm ones. Uh, <laughs> so you got you got the Olympic background here. You yourself, McLeod, your 
your background and your journey to where you are now is absolutely fascinating to me. Uh, 31 years old, you've be- bounced around the NFL, CFL. Like for you, being here, coming off performer of the week after the bye, what does that mean to you after all you've been through north and south of the border? Oh, man. I mean, my football journey has been pretty unbelievable. And I, I would go all the way back to high school. And I, I could we could be on here for hours telling the stories <laughs> of, of what it's been through. But it's been really beautiful. I mean, there's I, I, there's no reason I should ever be here. And there's no reason I should have ever made it to the NFL. But there's also a million reasons, you know. So um, it, it was fantastic. This season has been really hard. Starting off the way we did, you can't go through more. You can't have a team that works harder and, and sees nothing for their hard work. And then to have that game was, was really a, a triumph in a lot of ways. And we're hopefully to, hoping to keep that momentum going. But my journey as a whole has been pretty ridiculous. And, and I've been obsessed and crazy to keep it going and keep pushing through it. And I'm not going to look back or kind of um, think about it until it's all said and done. I hope I'm playing football for a number more years. And, and I'm just con- continuing to make the journey day by day, week by week, minute by minute. So what keeps you motivated to do it? Because there's would have been a lot of reasons to, to keep going, but also to say, hey, you know what? It's been a good run. That's it. What drives you still? Yeah, there's kind of there's there's the, the sane answer and the insane answer. And the <laughs> sane answer is uh the sane answer is that every time I get out on a football field there's there's very few people, if anybody, that can that I feel like they can outthrow me or there's no there's no coach that's ever said like, No, he doesn't have the talent or he doesn't have the intellect or he can't play the position. Um, it's all about been right time, right place. So that's kinda the sane answer is that every time I step on a football field I feel like I can compete with anybody and, and I and I and I haven't even touched my potential. I feel like there's so much more out there that I can that I can play and how much better I can do. And so that's the sane answer. The insane answer is that um, I, I guess I'm just obsessed. I just have a problem. <laughs> I have a really, really kind of disgusting, obsessive behavior, and I love this game. I I started. I watched my two big cousins play when I was about six years six years old, and they played uh, football in Long Beach. And their names Omar and Abdul, and they, they were like my heroes. Okay. And so I saw them do it at about six years old. I, I remember very vividly going to my my cousin Omar's playoff game down in Long Beach, played for Wilson High School in Long Beach, and they were in playoffs, which is a big deal in California, especially down in SoCal. And um, I think I was about six years old, and the impact of that game and the feeling of like Friday Night Lights and and that vibe. I think really something sunk into my soul that evening, and I, I've never wanted to do anything else. Um, I think it's I think football is the mecca of sport. I think that what it takes to accomplish a single offensive play is pretty magical. With you know eleven or twelve men all on the same page, all doing their job, um, and so the game is is, is life in, incarnate in a in a microcosm. So. Um, I think it's it's just something I've always loved to do, and and fortunately I've, I've I've been able to do it for a long time, and hopefully I'll be able to do it for a lot more time. I love it, man. I, I love in conversation with the Cloud Bethel Thompson, quarterback of the Toronto Argonauts. That right there, that gives me a, a little bit of a, a glimpse there, Mac. It gives me a bit of a glimpse as to maybe what type of of leader or inspiring. Because I'm ready to I'm ready to strap on the pads right now. I wouldn't make it too far. I get hurt, <laughs> but but like that 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 that, that passion. It comes through. Do you feel, is that the type of, of leader you are? Is it a lead by example? Is it, is it a, a, a talker? What type of leader are you on the field and in you the know, locker room? That's really interesting because I, I just read, I'm, re- uh, the, I'm reading a book right now, the Dao Wu, about the Wu-Tang Clan, one of the is going through the whole process. Anyways, and, and one of the quotes is, uh, 
knowing others is wisdom and knowing yourself as enlightenment. And I think that's, that's like kind of my journey right now is figuring out exactly who I am and being okay with who I am um, as a person, as a leader, and as a player. And uh, I am an emotional person. I do like to have an intense love of the game. And, and, uh, but I also know that the quarterback position is a, is, a, is a position of balance. You have to always ride the waves, ride the highs and ride the lows. Um, and then just the way you see the field. I think everyone sees the field differently. You can see Russell Wilson plays a totally different game than Tom Brady. They see the, the field differently. Right. They approach the game differently. So I think that this year, more than anything else, I've been really settling with myself and being okay with how I see the field and, and enjoying the journey. And I think this last week was the first time I really just let myself be myself on the football field, uh, whereas before that I was trying to be something else, I think. So um, that process is fascinating. I think that's where my, my real potential lies is when I can just be 100% myself out there and I can be really, really good, I think. And you'll get a chance to do it at home against the Edmonton Eskimos. Now, uh, McLeod, you, you might not believe this, but on you, you got a, a fan from your arena football days. This is how it comes twitch.tv slash Andy Mac live from shockfanatic underscore zero nine. He says, and correct us if we're wrong, you played for the San Jose Sabercats in 2011, three games, you had three touchdowns, 220 yards. Does that ring a bell? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's How about that? You got a fan, man. That's where, that's where it all started. I've, I've played in the Arena Football League. I've played in the UFL. I've played in the NFL. I've now played in the CFL. Who knows where I'll play next? You know, it's just, it's, <laughs> uh, it's been a crazy, crazy journey. I could tell you, like, the Arena League uh, was a fascinating, fascinating journey. It was a fascinating introduction into professional football. The the men that I met in that locker room were were extraordinary. Three of them have, have my, were some of my best friends to this day. Wow. Uh, but the stories there, we used to, uh, I'll tell a quick story there, with practice squad players in the arena league were paid, um, we got food coupons at two different uh, establishments. <laughs> so like, so we get, so the practice squad players, I was never on practice squad, but some of my buddies were, and like Chacho's Tacos, you get like $10 to Chacho's Tacos, and you get tacos, but the big <laughs> ones were Maziano's. So you get an Italian, an Italian place called Maziano's in the States, and it's really good. You get like a, a $75 gift certificate. So we played like, cards or, or dominoes at night and you would bet with the food coupons and so the practice squad guys would like the good card players would get their food coupons and try to upgrade and bet with the food coupons to, <laughs> to on <laughs> friday night it was crazy it's, it's been a beautiful journey that is man that is absolutely amazing um you know what let's get one let's get one more in here when when you're you're here, here, and let's do a hypothetical. I always like to throw a couple hypotheticals behind the helmet. If you could go anywhere on vacation, end of the year, they say, you know what, Macbeth, you did an awesome job, blank check, baby. You take you, you take whoever you want on vacation anywhere in the world. Where would you go? Oh, man, that's, I love to travel. I love to travel. You know what's really high on my list is Japan right now. Okay. Um, I've been, I've been, I, luckily, I played in Miami, so I got to see a lot of the Caribbean, and I've been to South America a bit. I haven't seen Africa yet, which is kind of like that's that's the big one I want to do. But but next on my list is Japan because I see all these pictures, you know, the the scrolling world of the internet that just washes in front of your eyes, and all these pretty pictures. I'm like, where is that? Where is that? And it always ends up in Japan. So okay. I think uh, Japan one and Africa two, and I, I know it's Africa is a very broad statement, but probably West Africa, Nigeria, or something like that. Um, uh, I would love to go to Morocco same time morocco like thinking about morocco as just the intersection of the world being in north africa so close um to europe you know and just the things that have come through morocco and the different people and lives and spirits that have been there 
Uh, it's a good question. I gave you three answers. There, I, and I love all of them. You are a fascinating dude, my friend. Uh, and on Instagram, at uh, McLeod underscore out loud, I'm going to give you a follow there right now. And g- seriously, man, I wish you all the luck this year, and I hope to have you back on again. This was a real treat. Thank you. Absolutely. Anytime. All right, McLeod Bethel Thompson. Okay, so in that interview, we had, uh, talking about world traveler, a Wu-Tang Clan reference, uh, a, a journey, like almost poetry motivation. I think we might have the most interesting man in the Canadian Football League here. I think we, I think we might be able to coin McLeod, the longest name and the most interesting man. McLeod Bethel Thompson of the Toronto Argonauts. And remember, folks, if you are in the Toronto area this Friday, Argos hosting the Edmonton Eskimos, and with your ticket... Free admission to the CNE. Go to the C for the day. So go down, get your Argos ticket, enjoy the CNE, go watch some football later on. What a pleasure that was. We will take the break, come back on the other side with some CFL fantasy tips from Ben Kramer from CFL.ca and Daily Roto. CFL Weekly continues on the TSN Radio Network. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Try our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings and don't forget our irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Perfect food for the big game if you're in a hurry or just because. Check out all the great deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Another edition of CFL Weekly. So we get ready for Week 10 in the Canadian Football League. Canada-wide across the TSN radio network. Andy McNamara coming to you from the TSN 1050 Toronto studio. Make sure you watch along live on twitch.tv slash Live on Twitter at AndyMC81. Instagram at AndyMCSports. And I checked he's not on Twitter, but give our guy McLeod Bethel Thompson a follow on Instagram at McLeod underscore out loud. Uh, I'm coining him the most interesting man in the Canadian Football League. Uh, that was phenomenal. We're going to post the interview if you missed it. it. You don't have to be an Argo fan. You have to be you know, just a fan of, of an interesting person. That's what you listen to. Like I would just want to sit around a campfire with a beer and, and hear McLeod's thoughts on life. That was awesome. What is also awesome is some CFL fantasy tips with Ben Kramer from CFL.ca and Daily Roto. Ben, how are you? Hey, good, man. Excellent. And you know what else is excellent, my friend? It's 50% off week at Domino's Pizza. So you go Domino's.ca. This is Canada-wide, folks, okay? So, Ben, you can get it out there in Saskatchewan as well. You got 50% off week, any size pizza, any type, any toppings. You want 10 pizzas, 15, small, medium, large, extra large, whatever, on menu-priced carryout orders, Domino's.ca, only until this Sunday. All right, buddy, let's rock and roll here, and let's begin with the uh, behind the helmet, I guess McLeod Bethel Thompson was performer of the week, coming off of the bye, hosting the Edmonton Eskimos, and you look at at him as far as uh, a value this week, whether it's on your DraftKings contest or TSN. What are you thinking of uh, of Macbeth? Yeah, we're gonna have to see where things wind up for him and whether he even gets to start again this week with the trade for Claros. I haven't heard too much out of practice this week if thompson plays unfortunately right now he's one of our lower projected plays versus edmonton they give up the fewest plays per game to opposing offenses and his volume just looks like it'll be down a little bit overall at nine thousand on DraftKings, or a little bit more than that on cfl.ca 
it's going to be a tough spin there. I think there's a few other options that are looking at us straight in the eye, picking for matchups, right? Generally speaking, you want to pick on those defenses that are giving up touchdowns on a regular basis, and Toronto gives up the most yards per pass and yards per rush in the league on a per-attempt basis. So rolling out Eskimos like Trevor Harris at quarterback at just over 10000 on DraftKings or TSN. Or dropping down if you need the salary savings to Dane Evans at about 8600 on DraftKings. Or really, really cheap at just under 6000 on TSN contests. Those are probably our two prop projected options this week at the position. And Dane Evans is an interesting one going into Ottawa because... We've seen, we saw a heck with Ottawa itself with Dominic Davis, performer of the week, then drop back down. Dane Evans, this is, it's not necessarily a linear progression for these new quarterbacks. So it's a bit of a gamble, but you're right. It, it could pay off with the salary savings. Now let's say we go Trevor Harris, usually like to bundle a little bit when it comes to uh, quarterback and, and get one of their options if you're high on it. Now CJ Gable at running back, more exp- expensive and can be inconsistent. So, is there a receiver option or a, a Edmonton option to go along with Trevor Harris that you like this week? Usually Edmonton's passing game is pretty condensed between Ricky Collins, Greg Ellingson, and Devaris Daniels. So I think one of three of your best options. And given right now that Ricky Collins is the top projected player on their team, the top targeted receiver that they've got, and the cheapest price tag out of those three, if you're looking to stack Harris with somebody, I think Ricky Collins is probably the best option in that matchup this week versus Toronto that really you could probably roll out more than one of those if you want and double stack it with Tavares Daniels if you're feeling risky because I think Edmonton's going to have an opportunity to pile up yards by plenty and get the scores as well. If people are looking for somebody to stack with Dane Evans as the cheaper quarterback, Banks is going to be difficult to stick in there at 14000 on TSN contest, but with a super cheap quarterback, it might be an option this week because he's just uncontested the best offensive player in the CFL right now. He's more dangerous than anybody else, regardless of whether it's on special teams or on offense. So I think it's a guy you'd like to be able to fit. And if not, Braylon Addison is deeply involved in this Hamilton Ticats offense, whether it's as a running back getting half a dozen carries this last week or as a targeted receiver with a half dozen targets in the passing game. I think that's certainly another good stacking option. I like that, and if you're, yeah, Addison on the CFL-TSN game is a, as a wide receiver there, just over 6100 bucks. So running back, where are we going this week? And by the way, in conversation with Ben Kramer, Daily Roto, and CFL.ca, CFL Fantasy Tips here on CFL Weekly. Running back, what are we looking for? Yeah, running back's more complicated this week because we've got a yeah. few rushers that are coming back from injury, and a lot of those cheaper options that we've gotten used to over the last few weeks are kind of going by the wayside. So you've got... Up top, the top three are going to be Andrew Harris, C.J. Gable, and John White. All of them priced up over 8000 I think if you're spending up for any of them, it's probably Harris and the consistent workload that he's got with a half dozen targets a week and 15 carries and getting the opportunity for some touchdowns inside the five. If you really do need somebody, John Crockett, I think, is an interesting play if he manages to get on this field this week. Madu is taking first-team reps. For Ottawa today, but it may be thought that Crockett was just kind of getting an earned day off as opposed to actually sitting this one out. He's only at 4,600 on TSN contests. And versus Hamilton, that's giving up, I think, the second or third most yards per carry this season and on defense. That's certainly one that you want to be looking at at the cheaper price tag. He's 5,600 on DraftKings, but even there, he'd probably be the cheapest price starting running back available to players this week, unless they're going with somebody like a kick returner like Christian Jones, who's priced right near the bottom and now getting an opportunity to return kicks for Edmonton. 
And if you're looking for a value guy, too, does, does Brandon Burks for the Argos come in, or is that, again, against that tough Edmonton um, defense? Because on the TSN game, he's just over 2800 bucks and uh, shouldn't be that expensive on, uh, what is he, 5200 on um, under the DraftKings contest as well. Is that yeah, a direction? The question, the question is going to be the health of that Toronto backfield. Yeah. From what I understand, they're expecting Wilder might be back this week, in which case Wilder will take probably 70% of the rushing carries and probably 90% of the targets out of the backfield. Wilder is actually quite affordable on DraftKings contests. He's dipped down below 7,000 now with the injuries that he sustained in the last few weeks and having to sit out. So that actually makes him kind of a nice value on DraftKings contests. On TSN, he's still priced up right through the roof and probably isn't worth the risk. Uh, and uh, Ben, give a quick plug while we get a, a chance on uh, what people can get into for Daily Roto, and then we'll, we'll finish off with the defense here. You bet. If folks are playing NFL Fantasy Angle with that ramping up and only another couple of weeks till the regular season starts, we have our NFL Fantasy Package on DailyRoto.com, and you can get 10% off that with the promo code CFL2019. Love it. There you go. Yeah, it's going to be coming hot and heavy. And, of course, defense. All right, let's let's take a look. So we go to, we've talked Edmonton. Maybe you go Trevor Harris. Maybe you stack some receivers. And when you look at the defense on TSN, it's 4693. Uh, on DraftKings, uh, let's see, do you have that, that there? It shouldn't be. Shouldn't be too much the of a difference. Eskimos are at 5,400. 5,400 there, so we got that uh, on the DraftKings contests. Are you, is Edmonton kind of the smart play because they're a little bit in the middle priced? Yeah, I think if I'm looking for defense this week, Hamilton is my favorite choice. On the TSN contest, they're one of the nice, more affordable defenses, dropped all the way down to 4,600. They've got good kick returners, punt returners. They've got banks who returns missed field goals, certainly given an opportunity for upside. And they get that matchup with Ottawa. And Dominique Davis is still kind of a turnover machine and certainly somebody worth picking on a regular basis. On DraftKings, they're priced up to 5,200. As all those defenses are priced way up with the scoring that's happened this season and all the kick returns happening. So some of the cheaper defenses that you might look at there might even be the Stampeders versus Montreal and the uncertainty that they've got a quarterback this season. Good stuff, buddy. Thank you very much. And, of course, you can join our CFL Weekly DraftKings.com contest. Uh, ben will tweet it out at Benjamin. Uh, later on, just before it starts. And folks, as always, Ben, right? Hey, keep for your fantasy lamps, TSN or DraftKings, keep an eye on the depth charts. The teams don't always release them in a timely fashion, which I know is a pet peeve of yours, but you have to keep track because you never know who could be in or out, right? Yep, we'll have to see what happens this week. There's a few big names that may be coming back from injury and a few others that may well not see the field. So make sure to keep your eye on the news cycle and be ready for whatever might come. Great stuff, buddy. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, good talk to you, Andy. All right, Ben Kramer from CFL.ca and Daily Roto dropping that CFL fantasy knowledge on us. That'll do it, folks. Thank you so much to my guests, Jermaine Franklin from TSN out in Calgary, to McLeod Bethel-Thompson from the Toronto Argonauts, and to Ben Kramer right there, and to all of you. So enjoy the game. You've been listening to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network.